Welcome! Welcome to another episode of Is That Really Legal? with Eric Rubin. Oh boy, things have changed, haven't they, since we've last been together? Last Saturday, when I recorded the last episode, uh, I, it was my birthday. I am older. It's a week since then. Also, we have a new president and vice president-elect, and that's pretty exciting. Um, today's episode features a wonderful young actress named Jenna Baresi. Like a lot of my guests, she's a friend of mine, and we've worked together acting-wise. Um, we worked together on a webisode episode, uh, a webisode that I'm fortunate enough to star in a web series, excuse me, called uh, Doggy Style, the web series. Do not Google Doggy Style and expect to see me. It's Doggy Style, the web series. Um, always make sure that you're looking for the right thing. For instance, Abe's Muffins. If you're looking for something that tastes great, it's allergen free, your kids are gonna love it, uh, go to Abe's Muffins. Uh, whether it's lemon poppy seed, blueberry, or chocolate chip, or if it's their fudge brownie or their cornbread, you're going to be satisfied, it's going to taste great, and uh, chances are it won't kill you. Um, so Jenna Baresi, uh, besides being an actress who graduated recently from NYU and went to the Royal Academy for Dramatic Arts on a special program in London, um, she's from the West Coast, she lives here on the East Coast, she's also writing and producing her own stuff. She's funny, she's smart, she's mega talented. And we talk about a lot of things. You know, of course, we talk about show business, but we also talk a little bit about what it's like to be a young woman on her own in the big city. And I think that's very important for people to understand. You know, when you're in your early 20s and you live in Manhattan, uh, it can be a challenge at any time, and especially during the pandemic. And like most actors, um, she's got a different day job that she works in that supports her art at this point. Um, she talks about what it's like to have to deal in retail and how to make that work for her, uh, to make it fun and not the lesser job. Um, we both know people in common. Uh, we talk about acting. We talk about life in general. Um, if you would like to talk to me about anything, go to isthatreallylegal.com and you can leave me a message off of that website. Again, that's that isthatreallylegal.com. You can also link to the Twitter feed and reach out to me there. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you about the show. I'd love to hear what you think about Abe's muffins. I'm sure they'd like to hear about that too. And let me know if you think there's someone on who should be on the show that isn't. I've got some very cool people lined up. It's just continuing to be a real adventure. So please enjoy this particular episode as you get to meet uh, Jenna Baresi, who I think you'll enjoy, because I do. Here's Jenna Baresi. Welcome to Is That Really Legal with Eric Rubin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, as I say in the intro, I've known you for a couple of years now. 
Yes. And we've actually worked together. Yes. As actors. Uh-huh. Um, I thought I was retired from acting, although I kept my union stuff current. And you and I both were cast by a friend in uh -huh. a web series. Uh, that web series, for people who want to know, is called Doggy Style. We both, Jen and I, encourage you not to Google Doggy Style to look for that. Google that would Doggy be wise. Yeah, Google Doggy Style, the web series. Yes, that's, that's the way to find it. Yeah. So I'm just going to get into this right away. Um, you are from the other coast. Yes, I am. Where? I grew up in a town called Burlingame, California, which is right below San Francisco. And uh, fun fact for everyone who knows and loves Eric, it's uh, very close to where Eric's wife, Holly, grew up, which is a, a funny coincidence. You are revealing things about my private life, Jenna, and I I'm sorry. That's no, fine. I, I talk about that. Holly. No, no, no. I talk about Holly on the show. It's fine. Um, I'm not single. I'm not trying to pretend <laughs> I'm single. Those days are long behind me. Um, but yeah, right. She grew up. She grew up in the Bay Area too, as did several of our friends. And you yeah. and I uh, have known each other for a couple of years. We have a lot of actor friends in common mm -hmm. that we've worked with. Yes. But you. you you, is there anything extraordinary about your life on the West Coast? Or was it kind of like a suburban girl living, you know, watching Disney movies and hoping someday to be a performer? Or were you, were you an athlete? Or did some, was there a life-changing event that sent you to the East Coast? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I, I'd say it was pretty normal. I uh, grew up in the arts. I was not particularly an athlete, although I did do a lot of musical theater. So I, I took dance and in high school, I was doing that like, like 10 hours a week, which was, which was a lot. Um, but other than that, it was very white picket fence type <laughs> suburbia. <laughs> you, uh, your mom and dad are pretty American-y. They, they look are. like they're out of central casting for Give me uh, an American middle-aged couple. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. they're really sweet. Um, they are. They're the best. I'm, I don't know if I've met them or I've just seen them on Facebook a ton. You know, I think that you've met my mom in passing, but I'm not sure about my dad. Yeah. I'm always um, nervous about people who are friends of mine whose parents may be younger than me. I think <laughs> I just edge them out. You know, just to edge them out. Um, but yeah, God, you know, I have so much attention on my age these days, which is weird. What, one of the things I really like about the people that you and I hang out with and including you is that we really don't sort by age much in our friend group. Not at all. Not at all. So like, which is so not normal. <laughs> so I'm finding What's it's like, such an easy categorization to make. Right. But if I like came by where you work because we had yeah. a lunch date, like a friend mm -hmm. lunch date, nothing inappropriate again, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I picked you up to like grab a bite to eat in the park or whatever. Yeah. Um, and your friends might be like, was that your dad? And, it's and, possible. Right. And then you go, although it's like, 
why does your dad look like such a New York Jew? <laughs> so, but that's put that aside for the moment because that's no, not your. No, my life. dad's a, a California Jew. Get it right, guys. Oh. <laughs> is that accurate? No. Yeah. In real yeah. life, really. His first name is Heim. How which... did I not know this? He he. I did not. I'm so good at guessing, and I just completely missed the boat on your dad. He's he's very much like a. And left it behind way back right. in the day. I was right. not raised Jewish. No, I didn't get that vibe at all. Where where is he from originally? He was was born in San Francisco, but his his dad uh, is the uh, Jewish heritage from uh, our our family, and he grew up in uh, Thessalonica, Greece, which was this this. Uh, he lived in this uh, um, Spanish-speaking community there. Um, from from what I'm told, they fled from Spain during the Spanish Inquisition, and yeah. then he came to the States after um, jumping off a train uh, in the Holocaust. He and his uncle he spoke seven languages, and he overheard and understood what they were saying. And so he and his uncle jumped out the window and hid out in a people's barns and ate hay for for the rest of it. Holy crap. And what's very yeah. funny is, of course you're dramatic and we'll get into that, but yes. I know usually the drama that you bring <clears throat> is I feel like a tap dance, smiley, <laughs> it's show business kids kind of drama. I mean, yeah. you come from, that's a pretty significant past. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sort of the tricky part is I, by the time that I was born, he was very old and he lived with us and uh, we, uh, he had um, a, a tr trouble remembering things. And so right. we weren't really able to communicate in a way that, um, because I was so young and he wasn't really all there. Uh, it was hard for us to find common ground to, to talk, so I felt very separate from it. It wasn't something sure. that was active in my my life or how I go about my day to day. Right, but I, th I find that fascinating, and that you and I have something in common that I didn't know. Not that yeah. I jumped out of a train or anyone I know did, but but that just that you know, it's so funny how you could walk down the street and you have no idea what people's stories are. It's you know? so true. It's so true. Um, and everyone's you know, got one. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, not not to make this about me, but you know, my wife Holly had a health scare a couple of years ago, yeah. and people wouldn't know it, and they wouldn't know what she's living with or whatever if you talk to her. But it's not made, at all, right? It's made me think about compassion a lot more than I used to. It's a real life lesson, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Did you study with Susan Finch? Not Andy directly. Schneeflock. Okay. So Andy Schneeflock was my uh, my teacher. Okay. So um, those two people I mentioned, uh, Susan Finch has been on my show already. Um, yeah. And she teaches at Juilliard and she taught at the Atlantic Theater Company. She does private coaching. She coaches people on Broadway, like in Broadway shows. She's a big deal. And she's a good actress herself. And she was at... Was it NYU where you studied? Yes, I went to NYU. Now, what school did you go to there? I uh, 
started in the Atlantic acting school where um, the other aforementioned person, Andy Schneeflock, was my teacher. And I had Susan Finch uh, once or twice as a substitute. Gotcha. And then after that, I moved to London to uh, study abroad at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. Yeah, I want to get to that in a second. Oh, so, okay, we're no, going no slower then. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I've got an hour. If you okay. So, I've got an hour too. I mean, and let's face it, you're in your 20s. There's not a lot of ground to cover. That's true. <laughs> it's true. There's not much I mean, to it, guys. From my point of view, <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty to cover. But um, what uh, Andy Schneeflock is an actor and teacher, and for people who don't know, uh, you may have seen him in Orange is the New Black or in a movie acting opposite Tom Hanks called Bridge of Spies. <laughs> And several other things. And you might see him walking around Brooklyn, uh, occasionally having a coffee with me because we both live walking distance from each other. And his uh, amazing wife, Leah, who's an actress and a director and a producer. It's, I have such talented friends of which you are one. Um, and so uh, you get your, did you get a BFA or a BFA? Yes. A BFA. A BFA. From NYU. That's a whole lot of letters. But if a lot people, of letters. People who don't know, there's a top level of acting schools in the United States, um, sometimes referred to as the league schools for the people who are really in the know like you and me. Um, and these are the schools where when you graduate, a lot of talent agents come to see you do showcases because they know you have to have something to have, first of all, gotten into these schools and then to have graduated from these schools. So the aforementioned Juilliard, NYU, I think Rutgers and Carnegie Mellon and BU and some others don't, you know, if I didn't include you, feel free to go to isthatreallylegal.com, send me a message about how much better your school is. Uh, and I will make fun of it on the next show. Um, but I didn't go to acting school. And that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but um, in any event, one year, was it during your time uh, at NYU or was it after you graduated that you ended up going to London? Uh, it was during. It was part of my BFA. Now, I'm going to brag on you because you're a friend of mine. Okay. So how many people, how many people auditioned for this program? in London? To be honest, I'm not totally sure if I- Don't be were... honest, just make it up. Okay, um, well, 40 million. <laughs> how, about, how about an approximation? Maybe 200, like a solid amount. Lots now, of people. And those are all top-notch people, most likely. It's not like somebody walks off the street and goes, I like to do me some Shakespeare. How do I do this? No, those were all um, NYU students. So people oh. I was in school with. Got it. And there's several different acting programs in NYU. There's Atlantic, but there's other, there's a bunch of other programs, different schools, right? Yes, there are a ton. I think seven. Yeah. And when I'm, I'm going to go money. with that. They do. They really do. <laughs> and they know how to get those actors to do yeah. and bleed them dry. They've okay. got it all figured out. Oh, uh, do they ever. Um, and, you know, for people who are curious, check out, go online and check out some of the alums of the NYU acting programs. Uh, people like Lady Gaga, people like, did Spike Lee go? Um, Martin Scorsese? Yeah, I think so. Martin Scorsese, um, definitely. Um, oh, and Milos Forman, uh, I believe. Uh, I mean, this is not 
a small time situation. All right, but anyway, so it's the Royal Shakespeare Company? Is that what it the, is? The Royal Academy of Dramatic Art. There are okay. a lot of uh, royal things there. Right, but it's RADA, which RADA. again is a, a BFD. You can look up what that means, folks. It's, it's a big something deal. And how many people do they accept out of like 400 people or 200 or whatever? From, from NYU, they ended up taking 14. And then the other two came from other schools, but uh, mm -hmm. they, they pulled us out and shipped us off. And, uh... All right, so you're glossing over the fact that you were one of the few, the elite, the awesome. And I've seen you work, I've worked with you, and I've seen you do several different things, not just a thing. And uh, I love how you work. And I, uh, we can talk about thank acting. Thank you. Hey, acting thank is, you. Yeah. You know, look, I, I didn't go to school for acting, although I did take acting in school. I went to a liberal arts school and I have a political science degree. But every year I did a show. Um, whether that is it was, awesome. Yeah. And I did work in the musical. I did Six Rooms Riverview, which is a little cute comedy. I even did the Scottish play. I'll just say ah. that. Uh, I was the Thane of Ross, which is a really decent role. And um, and I did some kind of original review that I wrote a song for. And I, I can't remember everything else because, frankly, there was a lot of uh, alcohol and marijuana in college. <laughs> the statue has run. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had fun and I performed a lot. And I, uh, I feel like the most important part of acting school, and I didn't go to acting school, but I'm based on what I see, is the fact that you just have to keep doing it. Like you can, yeah. you can talk about it all you want, but the reality is you want to get in a scene where you listen to somebody and you have some kind of real emotional experience in the scene. Would that be accurate? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, th I think that one of the things that acting school gives you is lots of opportunities to do scenes and monologues yeah. and, uh -huh. and actual plays. Is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. So Absolutely. by the time right by the time you're done with four years, you've done tons of work. You have a you're not an artist who has a portfolio of sketches, but you have within you a portfolio of experiences. Absolutely, it was a such a wide variety too, um, which I is very intentional. They're trying to give you everything from the uh, worst written contemporary <laughs> film and TV to Shakespeare. It's just the whole everything when i did commercials spectrum. i read such bad we call it copy but you know bad words um and it's just like you have to give life to terrible material personally i think that's harder than shakespeare oh, it really is of course it is you, if somebody can sort of get through the shakespeare and add a little something to it the words will carry you to some it's degree. already great right absolutely <laughs> and people want to hear it they're like, oh, it's Shakespeare. I'm going to give this a listen. Yeah. Some of the other stuff is like, why? Why do I care about that printer? <laughs> <laughs> is it a printer? But when it's done, was that a printer or was that a drug? Or ah, was it a perfume? I don't know what happened. Is it all of the above? <laughs> I don't know. Well, could, you can get it all uh, online now because nobody's going anywhere. That uh, is also true. <laughs> um. So a year in London, what was that like? It was actually about six months. It was shorter oh. than, uh, it was nice and short, um, but it was amazing. It was, uh, 
very freeing in the sense that I wasn't going to be there forever. And I think when I moved to New York, I was uh, not not putting off having the New York experiences, but but it was always like, oh, there's next year. I'll be here for a while. And when I was in London, it was very much like, okay, what's happening this weekend? What are we going to do? Right. So did you ride the tube a lot? I did. I did. Uh, isn't it nice? Yes. It's uh, delightful and very quiet compared to the subways in New York. And clean and the seats are upholstered. Are lovely. Yes. It's gorgeous. <laughs> now, it's to gorgeous. Be, to be fair to us in New York, New York subways, re, you know, when we're not in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, they literally never close. They run 24-7, 365. Not so for yeah. London. London closes at some point. I mm. think so. I can't say I was, I'm not the type to, to be really testing <laughs> the limits of the tube, but. That's a good idea. That's a good I, idea. I think that it does. There's one thing about the tube that I will always laugh whenever I hear it. There's a particular uh, line, but I believe I it's, it. the Baker, it's the Bakerloo line to Cockfosters. Yes. And yep. I was the guy. All the time. Every, Every time I giggled like a 12 year old. You can always pick out the Americans because they're, they're dying laughing and everyone else is just on their phone (laughs) doing whatever. A lot of people on their phone in London and they have much better reception than we do here. Just for the record. Fun fact, actually, I did not get cell service when I moved to London. I did a very short emergency minutes and then did everything on a, Wi-Fi, and I think a lot of us did. Wow, uh, you, can, you can get away with that. Yeah, I learned a lot of cool tricks. Uh, for example, loading a map before I left the building so that I couldn't follow it. Right, um, that's smart. Things that you don't necessarily think about, but once you, once I got used to it, it was very much a, a not in need because so much can be done over Wi-Fi. And I'm the spending money older lawyer guy who has an international plan on his phone because before the <laughs> pandemic holly and i yeah just take we'll last week <laughs> oh we want to go wherever for the weekend and we i just call sprint i'm like and is that covered there they're like yeah it's just such and such a minute we're like i'm fine right i'm not making calls really i'm not you know unless it's an emergency to a relative for the most part i'm just and just like you i'm getting wi-fi anyway and yeah that's really the ticket is there's Wi-Fi everywhere. And same with like, you know, wherever we go, Madrid, even parts of Italy, it's like shocking how easy it is. Yeah. Yeah, Famous. absolutely. Um, did you use London as a launching off point for other places to travel? Funnily enough, the only place that I went was Italy. Where in Italy did you go? My So my roommate and I on our spring, or I guess it was fall, our fall break, we had a week uh, because we were in school or working most of the weekends. So we, uh, we started in Milan and then took the train to Venice um, and then down just everywhere. We stopped at Murano off of Venice. We uh-huh. went to uh, Rome, everywhere. Florence, we took a, a few days there. Okay, so I need to stop this to talk okay. about a couple of things. First of all, Milan's airport, beautiful. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And like, for Americans, you have no idea what an airport can be. Europe has yeah. some <laughs> amazing Europe, it has amazing uh, airports, excuse me. 
first of all, Milan is like a designer airport. Yes, and it's got it a hotel really built into it, I believe, as you're leaving. Probably. Um, I, yeah, that sounds like it. Uh, it's been a while since I've traveled anywhere, but Holly and I have traveled a lot over the last couple of years. Um, not Stockholm, Copenhagen has by far the best airport I've ever been in. If you get a chance to go to Copenhagen, if you think the subway in London is amazing. Oh, really? Copenhagen, well, first of all, you can you land in Copenhagen at the airport. You can have them hold on to your bags at some locker place. It's maybe a 20-minute subway ride to the heart of Copenhagen. Um, wow, and the okay. subways are silent, like rubber wheels, and every station is glass enclosed. So while you're waiting, you don't hear the subway. The subway comes in, then the glass doors open in front of the subway. So there's no sound. That it's is so amazing. cool. The, that the is floor, amazing. Yeah, the floors in the Copenhagen airport are wood and like wow. beautiful. Uh, yeah, all right, so let's go back. Okay. So Florence, because I haven't been to yeah. Venice yet. Yes. But I spent a week in Florence because uh -huh. Holly's cousins have a place and we stayed with them around the corner from the Ponte Vecchio. So for people who are not aware, Florence is where the Renaissance started, basically. And little guy named, uh, uh, oh shit. Well, a guy, the guys named the Medicis were there and Machiavelli was there, a little guy named Da Vinci, Michelangelo, all these fellas. And I'm sorry, because not a lot of women were celebrated at that time. So it's not as, they're just not as known and I'm just, it, it, by the way, again, if you know famous women from that era that I'm ignoring, is that really illegal.com? Let me know. I'll talk about it. Um, did you go to any of the museums in Florence? Please say yes. Yes. We, I think we were in Florence for two days. It was really quick. We were just popping from place to place, but I think we went to five or six museums. And they're so all amazing. many. Yeah. We did took a lot of walking tours, all which was so really amazing. fun. Yeah. There's so the, much art outside, which I I wasn't familiar with, but it was amazing. So cool to see. But cathedral or, or churches and but for, yeah, yeah. For me, the art is also the food in Italy. Yes, yes, delicious. They, they know how to eat in Italy. Uh -huh. You have no idea what food is in the United States. I live in New York, arguably the food capital of the United States, and I do know how to eat. If you looked at me, you'd know I know how to eat. But we have great places in Brooklyn and Manhattan. And I'm sure there's uh -huh. some other places in the United States that are worth visiting. I've been to a few. But Italy wins. It's just a whole other ballgame. It took a million pictures in Italy, and I think half of them are just food. <laughs> What's something that you ate that you still remember? I'm trying to think. Our, uh, one of our nights in Venice, we... Uh, went to this really fancy restaurant and we had this cacio e pepe oh. in that they made in a cheese round and it was just delightful okay for people who don't know sorry but i'm just gonna explain it cacio de pepe is a spaghetti or some kind of pasta yes and and when you say they make it in a cheese round what they do is they have a wheel of cheese that's cut open and they pour the hot pasta into the wheel of cheese which melts some cheese and they stir it so the cheese gets mixed up with the pasta. And then all they do is put some fresh ground pepper on it. Yes. And you're like, how can this be that big a deal? It's just pasta, cheese, and pepper. But it's where they make it. It's unbelievable. 
It's unbelievable. It's delicious. And it's essentially mac and cheese. But for some reason, it's the best mac and cheese in the entire universe. Well, it's mac and Not cheese. To... It's Jesus and Mary. <laughs> yeah. <in it. laughs> Not to, to get on mac and cheese, which is also delicious. Well, you know what? I love mac and cheese. And I'll tell you a quick story about how I use mac and cheese as a metaphor. Okay. Um, because it has to do with showbiz. Yeah. Okay. So I used, to, I used to be a literary agent and I represented a lot of people in romance. A lot of people who listen to this, by the way, are into publishing. So this might be of value. And you're, I look at you and you're not, you're going to do romance. I mean, frankly, you have a project right now that is a romance of sorts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we'll talk totally. about that. You're at this point in your career an ingenue, as they say, you know, you're in your early twenties. You're a very attractive young woman. You should be cast. Uh, just, you know you are, so just, it's fine. Don't be false to those. <laughs> and by the way, for people who don't know what Jenna looks like, she's a much, in my opinion, more real and more attractive version of Emily in Paris. Is that the name of this show that's on Netflix Ooh, yes. right now? Have you watched the show? I have not seen it, but now I, I will. I ha- I'm ambivalent. I just, okay. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not liking, well, People should enjoy what they enjoy, but I'm watching. Okay. It. I'm watching it the way I've watched other shows. When I'm like, I don't like this, but I have to prove I'm right, so I'm going to watch it. So sure. I can talk about yeah. it. It's I, a I'm really a fun way to watch TV. No, yeah. it's like yeah, I it's fun. I call it hate watching. I've hate watched. My point has to do with romance, and when it comes to romance novels, I view them as macaroni and cheese. Ah. People okay. know what they want when they order mac and cheese. They yeah. want to have, like with romance, you want to have a happily ever after at the end of it, okay? Totally. Whether, whether it's a hot romance where there's a lot of nudity and a lot of getting it on, whether sure. you know, it's too erotic, whether it involves more than two people, ultimately it should just be two people at the end who get together. Or it could be like there's very religious romances where they just hold hands at the end and Jesus smiles, but they get a happily ever after. They yeah. could be vampires, they could be werewolves, they could be witches, they could be spies, it could be a CIA agent. There's a whole bunch of different types of romance. And people who are in the business know that. I've represented them all, okay? Yeah, okay. But at the end, people want their happily ever after. They want it. They, and by the way, it could be gay. It could be what we call male-male, you know, yeah. firemen, what, whatever it is. But they should, like, they should meet, they should spark something happens they can't be together they ultimately are together and then it's all good so um what people don't want is when they think they're getting mac and cheese but they don't get mac and cheese mm. now some people want lobster in their mac and cheese that's mm-hmm. fine some people okay. want hot dogs in it some people want craft in a microwave but those are all mac and cheese but when you sit down for your mac and cheese and someone says tonight we're serving you a deconstructed mac and cheese. Even if it's from the best restaurant ever and they put it on the table and you're like, I have no idea what this is. It's not mac and cheese and I'm pissed. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Although I am very curious now to know what a deconstructed mac and cheese looks like. Uh, Well, you know, there's some of those fancy places where it's like, we give you the things and then you put it together on your plate while it happens. Oh, okay, I see. Sure, yeah. You know, or we've decided to use a freeze-dried cheese. It depends how complicated you want to get. I see, okay. When you want mac and cheese, generally, 
we know what we all want. Absolutely. Let's talk about your project that you, you yeah. have ongoing now, because once you graduated, you, yes. you didn't just start making movies or do a soap. You've done a lot of different things, but you're also a working actress in New York, which means you, are, you, know, you work a day job, but you also mm -hmm. produce some of your own stuff. Because like, what smart women especially know in this business is that you have to take control over projects. It's much better than waiting around for someone to give you something. Yeah. Right? True. And I've worked with several actresses uh, of various stripes who really, they, they create material or they solicit material to produce. It's not because they won't ever get seen by somebody else, but you know, people are tired of waiting for stuff. And totally. need to. So yeah. all right, now that I've pontificated the heck out of this whole thing, what do you, what's your latest project? Uh, my latest project, I just completed a short film that I wrote and also acted in, which was, uh, oh, uh, such, like, someone was really going by my window very, very quickly. And, uh, are you, what floor are you on? I'm on the 12th floor. That's, did you hear that? I did. It okay. sounded like a jet, like right? landed in your apartment. I'm on the 12th floor. Someone was really, uh. People don't Going understand. Going for it out there. I, I lived not far from Times Square for a while on 50th and 8th, and I was on the 32nd floor. I heard everything. New York I mean, is like, loud. New York is so loud. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I just completed a, a short film. It's called Nice to Meet You Again. And uh, I, as I said, I, I wrote it and I acted in it and I got um, a lot of my... Uh, friends and uh, colleagues to collaborate with me on it. And it has just recently been released and you can catch it on Vimeo. That's awesome. There are people who actually know more about Vimeo than I do. I'm familiar. For a guy my age, I actually am pretty tech savvy. I'm avoiding Snapchat. I, I avoid Snapchat because I just know there's a lot of inappropriate stuff on Snapchat. There's a lot of stuff that goes on on Snapchat. It's true. Uh, but Vimeo, <laughs> nothing uh, safe. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just it's not for me. I, I, Twitter is like my speed. Uh, but gotcha. Vimeo, a lot of people release projects on Vimeo. Yeah, it's an interesting platform. Yeah, I uh, have actually never released something on Vimeo until this point. Uh, uh, I've always been more of a YouTube person, but um, it was. Do you have a YouTube? I'm sorry. Do you no, have a YouTube channel? I do. There's not much on it. It's um, Jenna Baresi. I, I'm not sure if there's a handle on YouTube. Jeez, um, I don't know either. Jenna Baresi on YouTube. So someone recommended Vimeo to you? Yes. Uh, my director, Leah Kearney, uh, suggested oh. that, it, that it goes up on, uh, on Vimeo. So Leah directed this? Yes, you know a ton of people on this project, actually. Leah directed it, and... Um, Sophia, who is a mutual friend of ours as well, did most of the editing. He is a great editor and uh, amazing. As, as you know, he uh, wrote, directed, and edited all of the episodes this far of Doggy Style, the web series. Yes. Um, we're hoping for more, but he's also. Yes, working. we are. Hear <laughs> that, Sophia? Have, <laughs> yeah, come on, get busy. What, what's so <laughs> weird now is that because of the pandemic, uh, people are having to read 
extra creative about shooting projects. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I when mean, did there you was. Shoot it? We shot in May, and the uh, the interesting thing about our short is that no one was in the same room as we shot it. It was done entirely from a social distance, uh, from quarantine. So uh, I shot from my parents' house in California, and uh, my co-star shot um, from his place in Long Island. And um, Leah, our director, directed from Brooklyn, and we are all on a Zoom call, just like Eric and I are on right now, and we uh, created this piece together. Wow, that's really cool. I First of all, I love Leah. I think she's brilliant, and I love Safi. I think he's brilliant. Me too. Um, the greatest and so, humans and, and artists. And, and fun. Right. That, like, isn't that important? There's this Critical. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. There's this myth that you have to be angsty to be successful in this business. There is. There Can really is. Dispel that for us, will you please? <laughs> I, I mean, we all have our angsty moments, but <laughs> Eric and I have some very good friends that that always say uh, you should be getting paid for your drama. <laughs> and I really subscribe to that. I, that is, that type of a uh, feeling is, is for my art. And that's where I like it to be. I remember being in a reading for a webisode thing with some people. And when we were done, one of the people left and I didn't know them and the director turned to me and said, I, I don't think we can use them. Because they kept directing other people, other actors in the mm. like, in the rehearsal and were just kind of strange. And, you know, what's very interesting to me is this should be fun. Whatever your this is actually, yeah. even the law, like most of my day is spent doing legal work, but I have fun. And even if I'm in court or going to visit a client or working on, like, I really think your life should be fun. It's I and, hope and so. Your creativity, you know, I, I do songwriting, I play instruments, yeah. I, I act, I do things. I don't want to do it if it's not fun. I, I look at my life and I'm like, I don't, I, I, again, one of our friends, so Ariel and Shia Kane are two of our friends that we, we both use as coaches in our lives. Yes. And um, you know, Shia once told somebody years ago when he, you know, he wasn't sick and he wasn't really old. Somebody said they wanted to put something off and Shia had said, no, I, I don't have much time. And they thought he had cancer, but he just felt like he just didn't want to put things off. And yeah. that's now I'm 58. I'll be 59 on in November and I'm fine. I don't, uh, there's nothing wrong with me, but I just, I have this energy that I see things happen in the world. I mean, heck, I, no, I almost lost Holly a couple of years ago. And over 200,000 people in this country died from this terrible disease. I, I'm fine, but like, I'm not gonna put off doing something interesting. And, and, and I'm also not gonna spend my valuable time doing something that I hate or doing something with people who are really difficult. Now, it's one thing if it's challenging, I mean, Right? You've done challenging things. Such a different, diff, different things, different ballpark. It really is. A, like a difficult tap. Do you tap? I did back in the day when I did. A, 
when I did a lot of musical theater, I, I was a pretty solid tapper, not so much anymore. Right. And so if there's a particularly tough combination, you weren't like throwing up your hands in the air going, oh, screw this, this is too hard. I Some bet days. you. <laughs> well, that was me all the time. Which yeah. Is why, why Disney did not hire me. That's a whole other story. <laughs> they loved. Side note, I was told by Disney casting they thought it was funny and had a great voice, but they needed me to tap. So I went to this tap school in New York City, which it's a very big dance school, um, Steps on Broadway, sure. which is very famous for mm -hmm. people who dance. Um, it's an amazing place on like 74th Street or something in Broadway. And I discovered I cannot tap dance. And it was very sad. Yet. You cannot tap dance yet. Well, I don't know that we're going to be doing a lot of tap dancing, but thank you for your, thank you for your encouragement. I have, I feel like tap is the kind of thing where, where I have full faith that if you kept going back, you would be awesome at it. Thank you. I think, I think though, you know, I was up for Broadway things. And when you're up against Broadway, people are funny sing and they can tap. And you know, it's, it's Disney. The tapping <laughs> is going to be significant. Sure. When you have to tap yeah. in Disney. Yeah. When when you're gonna be, I don't know what was going on. That they had, um, they had Mary Poppins the musical. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I could give you a terrible Cockney accent if I had to. I'm not oh, going to. No, it's yes, my please. show, and I'm not doing. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> you probably do great accents. Yes. <laughs> For people, since you can't see her. Uh, Jenna looked terrified and shook her head like, please don't. Uh, I, I uh, won't do that to you. I, I think I have a very uh, strong story that I cannot do good accents. Uh, well, but I, I don't know if that actually means that I cannot do good accents or not. I think if you hung out in Brooklyn with me for a week, we'd find that Jewish part of you. <laughs> and that would come out. We'd, we'd get you Hello. somewhere between Yentl and the <laughs> nanny. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> You're a gamer, Jenna. That's why I <laughs> hire you. Um, so you did. So you did this movie. Uh, how long is the movie? Yeah. It's a short. So. It's a short. It is just shy of six minutes. It's a short and sweet. Uh, are you going to be entering it into any festivals? Yes. Yeah, awesome. we're really excited to see what happens and. Uh, does it have a website for it? At the it moment? does not have a website. It is um, available on Vimeo. If you search for uh, "Nice to Meet You Again" on Vimeo, and it's also on IMDb. So, awesome. "Nice to Meet You Again" on IMDb. Um, do you use social media to let people know about your projects and if this I gets do. into a into a uh, yeah? So, how do people follow you? The, the best way to keep up with me is on my website, jennaberessi.com, J-E-N-N-A-B-E-R-E-S-S-I.com, and then slash news. That's where you can see uh, everything that's going on. And if you want my... Uh, well, not everything. <laughs> not, not everything. If you, <laughs> you want everything, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> So what's, what's next for you? What other creative projects do you have in the works? Anything right now? 
Next for me, I uh, have been working on a web series for quite a while now um, that was uh, postponed due to the pandemic. I know, and you actually cast me in it. Yes, I I did. I did. Uh, I'm thrilled about that. It's a small part, but there are no small parts, only small actors, and I'm 6'3". Let me just say this. Um, (laughs) I really look forward to the time when we can actually shoot that. Me too. Because I Me think that's going to need to be really shot in person. I don't think we can do yes. that otherwise. Yeah. It was so interesting. We were about to, to go into production quite literally the week that New York shut down. And it was a, a, a very tough call where we saw the, the shutdown start and we really had to make a very um, hard decision as to if we should start or not. And um, as we can see, seven months down the line, we made oh. a pretty pretty solid call. But I, at the we time, it was really tough. Day. Yeah. We were scheduling my shoot day. Yeah. That all happened. I remember. We were, were really about ready to go. Huh. Oh, well. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad news. we made the call earlier rather than shooting the first four minutes and, yeah. and uh, running into that roadblock. Yeah, uh, it's going to be perfect. I'm sure it will be. It will be. And Just like work, everything. And you're working a day job, which we won't I am. go into. Yeah. But you're enjoying it, I think. Some days, yes. Some <laughs> days, really yes. And some days, really no. Well, it's retail-oriented, right? It is. It is retail-oriented. Um, it's got to be good, I'd say as an actor myself, to see the public in all its different permutations Oh, when absolutely. Pe- um, absolutely. When people have problems and they come into your store, they're usually upset. I'd say that people are upset every time they come into my store, whether or not they actually, Eric was the one who first said this to me, and it was completely eye-opening to see it, whether they're making a, a, a repair or they're here to buy something new, they are just upset. Because they're either spending a lot of money or something that their life is uh, revolved around is is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah, and, technology. Uh, we'll say that you work. Yeah. In yes, I work in technology. And um, I I know that experience. I've gone into not necessarily your store, but a store where yeah. my stuff. You know, as an attorney, I don't have secretaries. I don't have paralegals. I just sure. have my technology that I use myself. Yeah. I could use it anywhere. The, the bonus is I could be across the country and do my work as long as I have Wi-Fi. But the right. minute something falls apart, it doesn't matter that's where it. I am. And I can't get the thing I need. That's really problematic. It's a, a huge issue. And um, it, it makes sense that people are upset about it for sure. But it, it can, depending on who the person is, it can absolutely take a toll what I find interesting is that there is a uh, a stereotype in the world that young actors, I'm calling you young, sorry, actors in their 20s, and specifically okay. women, um, are over, overly dramatic or quick to turn into drama. And that is not my experience of you. And I'm not just saying that because you're my friend. Well, I think shows. you're like you're in a no. You're in an industry that can be demanding uh, yeah. and can can lift you up very high and can drop you down very low. And I've worked with some famous people 
who have not been as even keeled as you, who really should be by the point that I've worked with them. You know, I'm only even keeled on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that true for all of us? But you, you know what? That's what matters because it's true. People, people see you and they're like, I'll work with Jenna again. Yeah, she was so chill on the set when all that stuff happened and we said we got to move it two hours. She smiled and said, no problem. She didn't say, I've got to call my agent or I'm calling the union or whatever people say, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that has been a, a skill that has been honed via, via retail for sure. It's the, uh, you know, there's a certain level of, um, you have to stay really calm. Yeah, I get that. And also you, you know that it's not brain surgery. Like that no too. one's going to die. Yes. It, Always a good reminder. Right. I know, look, I know this piece of equipment that you rely on is no longer, it's a brick now. It's a it very is a brick. expensive brick. Yes. We can get you a new thing. Mm-hmm. And if you backed up your stuff, you're smart. And if you didn't, you get to redo your life. But none of that is my yes. fault. Yes. And nobody died. Nobody died. That's really the uh, the key is it's it's all going to be okay in the end. It's just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I remember a time with all this stuff didn't exist that were, too I, I don't know if you remember it i was not there for that but <laughs> I, I, i've heard of the, it yeah i'm not gonna pull the you know movies were a nickel and we walked <laughs> uphill both ways in the snow but huh that's how my my parents got to school too <laughs> but you know uh there were times when you couldn't find the answer quickly yeah you have to live not knowing. Yeah, which is also so delightful. Like, how fun is it to not know something? Because uh, it's always a new adventure. You know, this year I was supposed to go to Costa Rica for a week-long uh, intensive seminar with people that you and I do seminars with, Ariel and Shia Kane. And every year that I go to Costa Rica, I make a deal with them to turn off all my technology yeah. And well, all the people will participate and you don't use your phone or your computer for the whole week. You are not in touch, you know, because I own my own law practice. I tell everybody I'm gone for a week. Mm -hmm. I can't even be contacted for an emergency. So I arrange my life so there will be no emergencies except Smart. my mother, my mother. Sure. Uh, if she remembers me <laughs> and then, or her caretakers can call me. Okay. <laughs> um, then, you know, after a week, two, it takes about two days to detox from my phone. I think it's so habitual, just a, a pickup and, and glance. It, you do it before you even realize. I will, when I'm in Costa Rica and I don't have it in my pocket, I'll feel it vibrate in my pocket, even though there's nothing in my pocket. Uh, <laughs> we refer addiction. to that as a phantom vibrate. <laughs> right. It's very... Totally a thing. Totally a thing. It is. Like, I can report. It's totally a thing. Uh, yeah. What I find interesting is that by the end of the week, I'll go back on, let's say, Twitter, and I'll look at it just to, because I use Twitter to promote things. I'll be like, wow, these people are so angry. <laughs> They're just, yeah. everyone's so angry all the time. Yeah. 
I think I think people are very angry on social media. And I understand that there's reasons, and we could talk Absolutely. about that Absolutely. another time. But but the truth is, we all have a choice. That's true too. I'd much rather turn it off and talk to you for an hour. Same here. Thank Any you. day of the week. Thank you. Um, before we wrap it up, because we've been talking for like an hour or so, um, I, so, I like to ask people how they bump into the law. It could be a good way. It could be a bad way. Have you ever bumped into the law in any kind of way? It's so funny. I was thinking about this uh, before we talked, like looking in the mirror and uh, talking to myself. <laughs> but I, I don't know that I have. I'm, I'm sure that I have, but nothing that instantly well, pops out at me. I know that you have. Because okay. of your employment, and I won't talk about it, you had to sign employment contracts. Yes, that is true. And in a lot a, of both my day job and my, my acting work. Right. You, and as an actor, you sign contracts all the time. As mm-hmm. a producer, you sign contracts all the time. That is true. Um, that is absolutely true. And those agreements have ramifications. Yes. Um, yeah. If you violate them... You could get sued. Yes. I, I think you could get sued anyway. Then also just, true. It's, you know, that's that's always world. possible. Not, not to give you something to not fall asleep to. Um, Great. Thank you so much you? for that. Who would want to sue you? You're so nice. I mean, you but, never know. You never know. But um, it's, <laughs> it's amazing how much the the law does have an impact on us. When you looked at those contracts that we talk about, whether it's employment or producing, yeah. did you think I should get a lawyer or did you think I can't afford a lawyer or did you even think about a lawyer? Mm. Or did you think, I, you know what, I'm just going to deal with this myself. I don't think it's a problem. To be honest, it really wasn't anything that crossed my mind. Mm. It's the, uh, it was the kind of thing where it's like, I, I read it because that's uh, the kind of per- person that I am, but I probably would have signed it even if it was making a deal with the devil, you know, like that kind of, like sure. I probably would have been fine with it. Well, you're talking again to the guy who's given away two houses. So yeah. Hey, there you uh, go. You didn't give away any houses. That is true. So doing great so far. Not yet. <laughs> if you get into a situation where you're going to be financially responsible for somebody, you know, I, you might want to talk to somebody before that happens. Cause I expect you to oh, be making yes. a lot of money in, in the arts. I just expect it. That would be, uh, would be awesome. I, I hope. <laughs> you're doing good. Keep now. your fingers you crossed a, for me. You have an apartment in Manhattan on your own and yes. you, you're working and thank God we're all, still healthy thank so. god seriously Oof. best uh, biggest wealth i have yeah is there anything that you feel like you wanted to talk about that we haven't you, i don't feel like you do the like it's so hard for me because i'm a girl that's not a thing for you is it sometimes it is Should sometimes i mean <laughs> no really no like, i think i really interesting i mean we're still recording um sometimes i'll be walking down the street and i'll be carrying my pepper spray or i will be not staying out late at night or 
um, you know, like people that I, I date will walk me home, that sort of thing. And I have had moments and definitely had years in my life. When I first moved to New York, one of my first experiences was someone grabbing me inappropriately in Union Square in broad daylight. And it's it didn't scar me. I'm fine. But I have had moments where it's been like that totally effing sucks. Like, that's not cool. And I'm sorry. Thank you. I mean, I think that all women experience it to a certain extent. I'm amazed uh, how many of my women friends have and how unaware I had been until the whole Me Too thing created more noise about it. Yeah, and I, even amongst my female friends, it's not something that necessarily gets talking about, talked about so much. Um, Holly told me about a couple of things. Like, I was talking to her, oh, I heard this thing happen. And she goes, oh, yeah, that happened to me. I'm like, what? Yeah. When she was yeah. young and fresh in the city and she worked for a dentist who kind of cornered her and she laughed it off and pushed him aside. This is, I'm like stunned at the shit that has happened to women. Yes, yeah. And that's um, just the tip of the iceberg. Absolutely. It's a, there's a certain, I, have no idea how how men experience the world, but I feel a certain amount of low level fear walking through the world as a woman at times, and I think that as I've gotten a little bit older, not much, but a little bit, it's sort of become something that I I don't have to feel. Um, good about but I also don't have to let dominate my life it just sort of is and that has been very freeing in itself do you have you run into this sort of icky producer director stuff luckily for me I have not I had one experience teacher. I've heard things no about teachers no teachers too. thank goodness there have um I've had nothing but incredible teachers and uh, mentors throughout my life thank goodness seriously mm. um seriously luckily it's never been a situation where someone had um power to this point knock on every piece of wood in in right. my home um where someone had power over me or someone had potential to influence my future, right. um, which I feel very lucky. Good. Well, and hopefully yeah. you know that you have friends, men and women, who you can talk to. I some poor lawyers who will <laughs> kick someone's ass legally if they ever did anything inappropriate. I think you'd probably have to... Uh, protect my father legally if anyone ever did anything inappropriate to me. Uh, you know, by the way, I'm 6'3", over 200 pounds. Uh, I've had martial arts training. I don't always feel confident in New York City. I, I, I no, don't think anyone same. does. It's not the same because I'm not scary. a woman and it's a very different thing. I think you just have, you know, I don't know what the answer is. 
Um, Me neither. You have to have your wits about you, you know, you and you Absolutely. are smart. I know you. you I like don't to think walk so. down the wrong street. And you also listen to your gut. You're like, you know, that guy further down the street, I just don't like the way I'm feeling. I'm going to go out of my way to do this. I have so much faith in my gut. It's a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I've good. stopped submitting to castings if I have had any sort of twinge of a bad instinct. That happened to me a few months ago where I was uh, in final callbacks for this thing and the director was really not giving me a good feeling. And I was just like, nope, I got a different project. I cannot. Well, then you're and dating- I backed out. That's great. So your dating life is probably good. <laughs> not to be personal. But it's doing okay. So there I mean, you go. Go yeah. on with your gut, you know? Like yeah. Like it, to be, you know, I, before I ended up with Holly and after my marriage before, I dated a bunch of different people. And some people was like, oh, wow, I feel really old or stupid with them. Okay, that's just not good, right? Yeah. Um, some people I felt just not good in general. Um, and I remember one person I really liked and we went out on a second mm-hmm. date and I could tell they were a little awkward and they're like, look, I want to talk to you. And I said, oh, you just want to be friends. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. Because I didn't know. have any survival about it. And then we've been friends. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, I trusted the universe. Like, I, I don't need, I mean, I love my wife tremendously. And I, you know, I, I want to think about my life without her. But I trust that the universe is going to take care of us, so... You know, that's it's just the hard... way I'm living my life right now. Yeah, it's not easy, but when when I trust that the universe is going to take care of me, my life gets a lot better. All right, well, look, Santa Bressi, thank you Eric so Rubin. much for <laughs> thank you so much for being. Is that really legal, Eric? Rubin. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks. Wasn't she amazing? I say that about all my guests, really, but they're all really amazing. Uh, But Jen is especially amazing to be young and smart and directed. Uh, She's a joy to work with. And a lot of people are gonna find that out as she progresses. Uh, Take care of yourselves, will you? Wear a mask, socially distance. We're gonna survive this thing. Uh, Make sure you have plenty of Abe's muffins on hand. That'll help you. Trust me. It won't keep away the virus, but uh, they taste good. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, go to isthatreallylegal.com and leave me a message. I will be more than happy to respond. Um, So reach out to me. And reach out to your fellow human being. Uh, We are not alone. And we're going to get through this. All right? I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care.